I'm Alex Mosen, and welcome to Winner Take All, where we talk about how to fight back and win against big tech monopolies. Today, we're going to jump into you know a great example of a, a large traditional business that is seeking to reinvent itself and the industry, and that is Laz Parking. Laz Parking has announced today that they've partnered with Applico to help lead the digital transformation of the parking industry. The collaboration will utilize the business platform model to scale proximity on-demand services across 3,100 locations nationwide in the parking industry at large. And what we'll see is, you know, th there's a couple ways that we can think about, hey, how do you fight back against big tech and win? How do you do that if, you know, in a business sense, if you're a traditional enterprise? How do you do that if you're just an individual watching the show and saying, hey, you know, this aggression will not stand? And the key central tenant is to understand that you're not alone. There's a lot of people seeing whether just individuals, enterprises, officials, recognizing that big tech monopolies have gone unchecked for too long. And this is all part of the great awakening. It may not happen tomorrow where we can level set the playing field, but the movement is building. We're all a part of that movement. And ultimately, we will all be successful in helping to bring more equity and more parity to the capitalist system that we all know and love. And Laz Parking is a great example, leading the charge to do exactly that. And what they talk about more in this press release is this idea of proximity on-demand services. And the key here, and for many large enterprises looking to innovate, and it's all over this press release from Laz here, they have over 1.3 million parking spaces across the country, over 3,000 locations in 35 states and 439 cities, right? And the key thing, if you take a step back and you say, okay, I'm playing chess, not checkers. These tech monopolies, right? Unless you want to fall subservient to them, you have to embrace these new digital business models, right? And it's very hard for a large traditional enterprise to do that all from scratch, right? It's so hard just to build a business in and of itself, let alone, you know, venture out, have a whole new digital business model, manage the existing thing, transform into the next thing. And what this press release from Lads is a great example of is saying, you know what? We want to look externally. We want to open up our arms and reach out to what other tech companies, tech innovators, tech startups are doing. We want to work with them. And that's what Applico's role is to help act as the advisor to Laz and help liaise and work with all the different tech uh, startups and companies and providers that are out there and figure out how to bring both of these worlds together, the large traditional enterprises and the up and coming tech companies. Because you want to know what they have in common. Those tech monopolies are trying to cram both of them down in some similar ways and some different ways. But the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And what we need to see more of is traditional enterprise and up and coming tech companies working together. The up and coming tech companies, they've got, they've got hustle. They've got drive. They're grinding. They've got good product. They've got good tech capabilities. They've got great data capabilities. What they need more than capital is scale. You know what large enterprises have a lot of? Scale and actually capital. 
So how do you bring both of these worlds together to accelerate both parties' respective futures, right? What Laz needs and wants is to innovate and, and embrace new digital business models. So why do they have to do it all from scratch? And the answer is they don't. This press release is a great signal. Uh, you've got Alan, the chairman and CEO of Laz Parking, talking about in here. We chose Applico to partner with us on this journey because they're innovative, creative, and effective at helping enterprises capture new tech-enabled business models. We intend to remake Laz into America's most digital parking operator. The future of parking lies in deploying these technologies in ways that transform traditional parking locations into logistics hubs, serving the needs of a diversified, increasingly digital economy. We see a huge opportunity for partnerships, keyword, across the entire spectrum of technology and economy, players large and small. One little bit from me, by embracing strategic partnerships, LAS can use its national scale to provide proximity on-demand services that will transform the industry for the next 20 years. And every bit of that is true. And the point is, you're going to get there faster. You're going to get there with less downside, with less execution risk by opening up and working with others to go after this vision. If we all keep trying to go it alone, that's the other central tenant of what tech monopolies and these kind of power sources are trying to do. They're trying to make us feel like we're all alone. They're trying to make us feel like we got to go do this all by ourselves and that we don't have any other friends and we don't have any other allies out there. And you know what? It's not true. It's fake news. There's a lot of people out here that are singularly unified by saying, I want to bring more equity and more parity to the system, to the competitive environment. And tech monopolies and, uh, and, and government monopolies um, are overstepping their boundaries. And we can work together to make a more level playing field and win, and ultimately win, uh, both economically and from a societal standpoint, do good for ourselves and for society and make money. And the way you do that is by working with others and not trying to do this all by yourself and not trying to feel like you're singled out and you're all by yourself and you're on an island. There's a lot of opportunity when we work together uh, to combat the ultimate transgression that we're all seeing and living through of uh, big tech monopolies and the, and the constant paragraph that's going on. Um, so Laz is a great example. There's a lot of opportunity in, in the parking space. If you think about all these high density urban environments, all the new ways that space is being utilized and a variety of these proximity on demand services um, that you know, the demand for is only increasing every day. So <clears throat> it's really great to work with Al and, and the LAS team. And I'm really excited to have some great announcements in the near future about uh, what LAS is doing to, to really lead the charge here and set an example, not just for the parking industry, but I think uh, you know, traditional enterprises at large on how they can go about working with others to accelerate that digital future. So that's super exciting. We got two examples. You know, you, you know the expression of you put your thumb down on something or someone, you know, you, you apply that top-down pressure on them. Well, I've got some great examples of Amazon doing exactly that and kind of the outcome of, of what comes with that. So Amazon aims to bring malls to last mile fulfillment strategy. 
basically the first part of the article is saying that malls are in deep doo-doo. Uh, 115,000 shopping centers are in trouble, but that might spell opportunity for Amazon. Guess who brought about their downfall? Hmm, I wonder who. Here's the irony in all of this. Uh, as as reported in August of last year, Simon Property Group, the nation's, nation's largest mall owner, uh, who's who's been the biggest, um, not maybe the biggest, but a big casualty of of Amazon's rise and ascension to monopoly power. Um, had been in negotiations with Amazon to transform some properties into fulfillment centers. Let me give one other example. I'm going to come back to the gotcha in all of this. Office Depot owner ODP Corp to split into two companies. Office Depot, you know, you're like, oh yeah, what happened to Office Depot? Um, well, uh, the thing is still, you know, lumbering along, but now they're splitting it apart. So on Wednesday, it would spin off its distribution platform which schools, offices, and other businesses use to buy supplies. Who's buying supplies off of Office Depot distribution? So they're splitting off. The new company will also own their regional office supply distribution businesses. And um, they're going to get uh, a tax dividend because you know they're taking a loss on this. So they're splitting off the distribution from the other part of the business and trying to kind of keep the other healthier part of the business still alive and just say, yes, someone ate else take this headache. Um, and so that's how you kind of see these big companies slowly die death by a thousand cuts, kind of, you know, other, let's sell off this bit, let's sell off that bit. And you're kind of just hoping you can, if, if you're the owner or the private equity firm or, you know, the investor, you can extract a little bit more value and, and split off the pieces and, you know, make your margin that way. But it is not a good place to be obviously comes to macro shifts of e-commerce and marketplace business models rising to a point of monopolistic dominance. Um, but now you can kind of see the, the fallout on the other side here. So the way this comes full circle, though, you know, looking back at this kind of Simon bit here and what Amazon is doing and bringing it back to, to Laz is what you don't want to do is, is be in a position where um, you now are just a commodity and you have space and you know now the tech monopoly comes in and, and has all the leverage and says yeah well maybe i'll take some of your space or maybe you know i'll just pit you against all these other people over here and 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 now it's just a commodity race to the bottom and and there's you know barely any margin or that's just also not a good place to be in so the point is how do you get out in front of that and leverage other tech um, business models, other digital business models that can interface with your core assets, right? And so now you actually have a comprehensive offering because if all you're doing is waiting for the tech monopoly to do a big deal and take a bunch of space, well, you got no leverage in that situation. What you need to do is find other new business opportunities that, yeah, maybe the tech monopoly you know, would be interested in that offering also. But you have now digital forward standalone business offerings, right? That you've done in cooperation with other tech players. You've got tech players that are plugging into that, whatever it is, you know, you have a more differentiated offering, which is either digital first or digitally enabled. 
Um, you don't have to do this all yourself. There's a bunch of different innovation going on with a bunch of different tech players and startups and investors, et cetera. But that offering stands on its own. That offering is serving a broader demand pool than just the tech monopoly that says, oh, well, now I'd like to get some last mile space. Can you give me some warehouses? Not the place you want to be. Laz is getting out in front of this thing. Some others are in a little bit of a tougher spot. So this is Amazon just putting their thumb down saying, oh, oh, yeah, we destroyed your business. Yeah, you want to give us some space? Oh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll get the space from you. Maybe I'll get the space from 20 other people I just put out of business. Uh, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll let you know if I'm interested. Thanks, guys. Got to get out in front of this stuff. And you can, uh, and you don't have to do it alone. And we're not alone. Right? There's a, a great awakening coming from a business standpoint, from an individual, from a consumer, from a producer standpoint about tech monopolies overstepping of boundaries, not just once, not just twice, but multiple times over years now. Um, that wave is building and it's going to peak pretty soon. If Amazon's putting its thumb down, China's putting its pinky down. And the, the Chinese pinky compared to Amazon's thumb, I would take Amazon's thumb any day of the week. Do you want to talk about monopolistic power grabs and forces that you don't want to get in the way of that is the ccp and oh boy we have talked many times many examples about um you know china cracking down on tech monopolies um and and that purge continues with this guy uh my twan's outspoken ceo loses billions an 1100 year old poem lost two and a half billion dollars it took just 28 Chinese characters on an obscure social media platform to ignite a controversy that's rattled the country's tech industry. Mai Tan Dianping, you know, is, is, uh, consumed Uber, Uber China many years ago. Does Uber, does food delivery. Um, you know, it's kind of like an Uber in China. Mai Tan CEO Wang Xing lost $2.5 billion of his wealth over two days after he posted verses from a millennium-old poem about the misguided attempts of China's first emperor to quash dissent. Wang, a usually plain-speaking engineer who enjoys literary, literary classics, later scrubbed his post and explained he was really calling out the short-sightedness of his own industry, trying to clarify there is no implied criticism of the government. <laughs> but the damage was done. My Tuan, this is their stock, so you know it's really just calculating, hey, he owned this many shares in My Tuan, and my Tuan stock shed $26 billion um, in, in market cap over two days. And then, you know, they calculate out the $2.5 billion loss. And we've spoken about what happened to Ant and a bunch of other tech monopolies in China. You know, if, if tech monopolies have overstepped their boundary, I don't know what the analogy, you know, I don't know what the analogy is to try and put it in perspective to what the CCP and these totalitarian communist governments are doing in terms of overstepping their power boundaries. Well, I guess the whole idea is they don't have power boundaries and they can do whatever they want. That's the whole idea. So technically, maybe they're not overstepping their boundaries. But either way, just from like a human civil rights standpoint, they're definitely overstepping their boundaries. You just can't do anything or say anything about it if you're in China. And most people don't want to do or certainly say anything about it if they're outside of China. Not our last guest speaker, though, General Spaulding, in his book, it's on the shelf, South War, 
Um, he was the defense attache to China. He was on the National Security Council. This guy's the man, three-star brigadier general. He's flying B-2 stealth bombers back in the day. This guy is calling out what's going on with China. We're in an information war. Tech monopolies, foreign governments are trying to shape the opinion of what we think online, um, implicitly, explicitly. We are in an information war currently today. Good news is we will win. We will fight back and win. The movement is building. People are waking up every day to understand that it's not okay. And uh, the aggression will not be tolerated. So tech monopolies, transgression is here. Communist Chinese government is all the way over here. It's off the screen. You can't even see how far, not even on the chart. So anyway, the fear is now that Mai Tuan, you know, they're going to be called by the regulators. If not, uh, you know, the poor CEO is probably already getting some reconditioning right now. Remember Jack Ma disappeared for a month? Where, who's seen Jack Ma? I don't know where Jack... Jack Ma's gone. That's just one example. I got one other thing on China. Here, this one. H&M is erased from Chinese e-commerce over Xinjiang's stance. Apps block searches for the clothing retailer after it stops sourcing from the region, escalating a clash between Beijing and Western companies. The Swedish clothing brand operates more than 400 stores in China. Ordering a car to an H&M store was impossible on Didi, which didn't recognize the brand as a valid destination. Searching for H&M on multiple Chinese map apps, including Baidu Maps, basically the Google of China, returned zero results, as if the clothing, clothing company didn't exist. They literally wiped the company off the map and erased any existence of this thing through what? Chinese tech platforms. They are a party. They are a branch. They are an arm. They are an extension of the CCP. And this is the real challenge of, this is why Applico doesn't work with communist governments, totalitarian regimes. We don't want to help platforms rise to a point of dominance and monopolistic scale when they're basically now just a tool in the arsenal of totalitarian governments and regimes to use the platform power to carry out their political will and ultimately damage the civil liberties what's left of them, of their citizens. It's a very sad thing to see. Case in point right here. And you know what? If any of these tech monopolies, Baidu, did anything about this, boom, all their executives reconditioning, their stock price, boom, through the floor. Not good things. They can't do anything. They don't have any recourse, they being the tech monopolies. They are now a victim to the system. It's really sad to see. H&M tried to kind of say, um, hey, we saw stuff that wasn't okay, didn't fit our supply chain sustainability and like human rights standards. And so, you know, we took action. And then, you know, now you got then the Chinese going after them. Um, so what can you do? You basically, and this is what we spoke about with General Spaulding, you got to decouple. That's all you got. That's all you can do. There's nothing else you can do. You can't. That one, the only way you win that fight is by decoupling. Um, next topic is now Elon. Fun little bit. Elon on SNL. Look, I know I sometimes say or post strange things, but that's just how my brain works. To anyone I've offended, I just want to say I reinvented electric cars and I'm sending people to Mars in a rocket ship. <laughs> <laughs> 
Did you think I was also going to be a chill, normal dude? <laughs> Elon's a man. Knows platforms in and out. Co-founder of PayPal. General Spaulding. We talked about um, Elon with Spaulding. And, you know, he, he thinks that China's, you know, China's a master at soft power. So they're trying to get soft power over Elon. You know, not like hard power, kinetic force, soft power. Tesla's China sales falter with exports robust on demand in Europe. Hmm. Sales are faltering in China. You remember uh, the Chinese government recently started to say, you know, no government officials can ride in a Tesla because they're scared of being spied on. Here, more news. Tesla puts brake on Shanghai land buy as U.S.-China tensions weigh on. This is what Spaulding was getting at is, you know, China wants to control Elon. Why do they really want to control Elon? Yes, because of Tesla. Yes, it'd be nice to get, you know, their EV charging technology, but also because of space. And because of this thing. This is a photo of Starlink, uh, you know, satellite connector. Spoken about these transponders, super portable. Uh, this, this post here, SpaceX's Starlink satellite internet has 500,000 pre-orders and the inst installation is entirely do-it-yourself. Comes with a tripod and that's it. You're supposed to chuck it in your yard and then drill a hole in your house to get the wires in. I know people using this that are, you know, in, um, you know, in New York State that are, you know, far out of New York City, a few hours outside of New York City, don't have good internet speed, and they're using Starlink right now, and it's way faster than the than the current internet offering. This is New York State um, that they're getting from their, you know, landline uh, traditional internet provider. So it's not just pre-orders. Starlink is up. It's working. And it's working better than existing internet providers in places like New York State. I mean, wow. And SpaceX has made this all possible with Starlink. Um, we spoke to Spaulding about if Starlink could pierce the Great Firewall in China. Um, but this was, this was uh, the general's point is, you know, China will just exert pressure on Elon because now Elon has all these factories and, and he's got his Tesla's share price. And, you know, this is a, a, a soft power mechanism that, hey, you've now invested in China. Well, I mean, Elon, like if you don't do stuff with space or if you do stuff that we don't like with Starlink or this or that, well, you know, we may just have to ban all your Teslas from being sold in China and just commandeer all your factories and any IP that you, uh, you know, have left around that, that we might be able to extract from you, right? Like, there are no rules. It's, it's the wild, wild west had more rules than doing business in China. When you cross the line and when you cross the wrong people, yeah, uh-huh, <laughs> you better, you better uh, just say sorry and ask for forgiveness and uh, pray that, uh, that they treat you with, <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know what you want to be treated with, but I just know it's a bad position to be in. And oh, by the way, even whatever money you make in China, you can't even take it out of the country and reinvest it. You know, you can't bring it back to the US. You can't bring it to other parts of the world if you're a multinational company. Your money is stuck in China. You can't take your money out. 
all these foreign multinationals, many of them US, that are operating in China, you know, they're too scared to even talk about it. Hey, we can't take our money out of China. What's going on? Is this a Ponzi scheme? Oh, it might be a Ponzi scheme, but like, I don't want to say it's a Ponzi scheme because then the Chinese government's going to come after my company, shut down all my locations, and my stock price is going to sink. And I'm, you know, paid by my quarterly earnings. And I don't want to do that because uh, then I'll get fired. Eventually, the awakening is happening. And eventually, these power vacuums will be popped, whether it's tech monopolies or totalitarian governments. And we are all part of that, whether individually or uh, through business or other or, or just knowledge or whatever it is, we are all part of that movement and we will be successful. That's it for us today on Winner Take All. I will leave you with that. Have a great day. Uh, I will talk to you later.